Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome to the Biz for Good show with your host Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington. Today we're flying solo. Well, not really. We have Don Trell <laughs> in the hot seat for Bobby Glenn James. Uh, and uh, he'll talk to you more about the episode. All right. So today we have a great, wonderful guest that we're excited to talk to today. Her name is Sarita Pittman, and she is known as the Lady Wealth Builder. Pittman is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of the Georgia-based Ateris International Coaching Academy. Pittman is a master at business making Ateris the world's top resource for life coaches. She earned her millionth dollar at the age of 27 as a salon older. Since then, Sarita has um, since excuse me, since then Sarita started and scaled many businesses that were six and seven figure enterprises. Now she teaches others how to do the same because of her passion to educate and give back. Sarita also is a philanthropist and giver from the depths of the soul, an auspicious woman helping entrepreneurs grow their bottom line. To read her complete bio, make sure you go to the show notes from this episode. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, yeah. Thanks for being on the show, Sarita. Aww. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, I looked up the word auspicious because I did not know what that was. And it means giving or being a sign of future success. So I love that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I had to look that up. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're on episode 113 of the Best for Good show. And the title of the show is Embracing the Coaching, the Coach, the Coaching. Help me out, Sarita. Coaching culture. Embracing the culture. There you go. With Sarita Pittman. And uh, just a little bit about the show. Um, Biz for Good Show is two fun, adventurous entrepreneurs sharing their experience of the real secret to success in business, doing all things with the be good, do good mindset. There is so much bad noise in the world. Let's fight against the noise and flood it with the good, good against the noise. And you can find us on Stitcher, Facebook, IG, iTunes, and podcast outlets near you. Right? Right. Yeah. So uh, we want to encourage you to go to Instagram and share your stories and uh, the good stories that you have out there. Just uh, do hashtag good against the noise. Yeah. And then uh, we have checklists. We have a checklist. Dontrell, did you know that? I did not. (laughs) So you can go to checklist.bizforgoodshow.com. And on there, you're going to get a free link to um, some challenges that's going to challenge your business to do good and do some do-good practices. And if you do all that's on there, you will be a graduate of the B for Good Academy. (laughs) 
Awesome. And then uh, we have an affiliate program that can earn you some money, actually. It's called Builder All to Millions. There is an affiliate program, and you just go to Builder All to Millions, and you'll click on affiliate. Builder All to Millions is a great platform if you want to build a website, do webinars, create sales funnels. It does it all, man. And I was showing you that earlier today, so Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool stuff, right? Yes, it is. All right. Well, thanks again, Sarita, for hanging in there while we do all that opening fun stuff. Um, we have lessons in leadership today. Uh, we're doing a Q&A, just kind of open discussion on leadership. And I wanted to talk about communication. And I just want to get your two cents on communication in the workplace or in coaching and why it's important. Uh, communication. Uh, people say a lot of times that the breakdown of relationships, especially marriages, money, uh, the breakdown of relationships is because unsettled or unforgiveness, unsettled issues or unforgiveness. And it really boils down to the breakdown of all relationships is the lack of communication. Communication is the foundation of every relationship, whether it's a working relationship, a romantic relationship, a business relationship. Everything is centered around communication. And oftentimes, especially in the world today where everything is technology driven and we could text message and send emails, we don't really do that face-to-face communication anymore. So when it comes time to have a hard discussion with an employee or a fellow um, team member, we don't know how to do it because we have to talk to people. We can't just text people, I'm mad at you, come to my office. Then they get in the <laughs> office and we take them. Uh, or go look up the table, I, I wrote you a note. We can't do that. And we, we're, we're afraid, honestly, as a culture to do, have those hard discussions. So it's so important in the, in the career industry, I'm sorry, the coaching career industry mm-hmm. is centered around communication. We, we talk to our clients to help them reach their goals. So communication cannot be avoided. It's a necessary evil. And we <laughs> must be unafraid to confront those hard issues when it comes to communication. Do you have any um, tips that if they're struggling in opening a dialogue with someone, is there something... It might help them or starting a community. Like maybe it's. Yes, I always say. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, you're fine. I always say start off with a question. It sounds funny or simple, but how are you? You know, what's going on? A lot of times we're mad at people and we really don't know what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. We don't know what, what's really what they're dealing with, with the back office of their everyday to day tasks. So having a simple conversation and getting to know the person on the other side of the conversation, asking how they're doing, that helps them put their guard down. So then you'll learn how to address them. Should I go with, you know, um, velvet gloves? Should I go with white gloves? You know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we try to avoid communication Uh, just just because of the, the social, just the way the climate is with media? I mean, just with our devices and stuff is that most i believe so um i believe so i actually had this happen to me i had someone quit me quit uh, they were an employee and they quit via text message wow oh wow (laughs) really that's not i mean really like they quit via text and they had like seven appointments that day and then we had to do you know that they didn't respect me it was because they respected me so much that they were afraid to have a face-to-face conversation with me. Oh. Um, so a lot of times, we're intimidated. 
You know, they don't know what we're going to do. Is she going to go off? Is she going to snap? Is she going, you know, all those things. And we're so afraid on the other side of things that we just avoid it. So we don't know what's going to happen. So we don't want anything to happen. We just go around it and avoid it. Yeah. I think being transparent helps uh, diffuse some of that, right? Or What do you think, Duntrell? Well, I was just going to ask. So in those kind of situations when you have to have the talk or the conversation based upon, you know, what you see as results that may be lacking um, in their in their job or in their effort. How do you go about doing that in a way that is both respectful but gets the point across that there has to be those necessary changes? One of the things that has worked for me over the years is establishing a relationship, mm-hmm. not a relationship that we're going out every single day and we're email buddies and things like that, but having just a regular dialogue on a, on a consistent basis. If it's every week I check in or every other day, I create a system that helps me establish a, a, a constant thread of communication. Mm-hmm. So many times we only want to talk to people when they're doing something wrong. What about celebrating their success along the way, celebrating what they did do right? That way they're more open to hear something that's going to be constructive criticism or something to improve because we've already gave them a W. We've already made them feel like a winner. So that's how I lead. I celebrate every little thing because sometimes we don't get wins. Mm -hmm. So when you make a person feel like a winner, they know, they, they buy into what you have to say because you're not there to tear them down. You're there to build them up and help them become better. So Rita, I couldn't agree with you more. Like I... I can honestly say I wish that every manager that I've had was like you because I think a communications course here where I'm located would be very, very welcome and very much needed. Well, just bring me to your city. I teach the art of fruitful communication. All right. All right. There you go. Hey, I would definitely welcome that because – but that's amazing. So you make that communication – and you make it a part of a norm, like an everyday norm where no one is feeling like, oh, the boss is just checking up on me. They know that sincerely you really care and that you are invested in their growth and their well-being. Absolutely. You get a person's buy-in when they believe they have your buy-in. You know, that's how it works. You know, you create a relationship and you know, people, I have, I have the, um, I don't know what it is. I guess it's a superpower. I have the tendency <laughs> to be able to put the outcast, you know, mm-hmm. like the Dennis Rodman's of the world. It's just something about me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what? They listen to you? Like, I'm like, yeah, because I mean, like, I'm not there to judge anyone and we're so judgmental mm-hmm. and we forget that we aren't perfect. So when you come with this attitude that I'm perfect, you need to come to my level. And they're looking at you like, Who are, what? You know? <laughs> so you just make people feel like, yes, I may be above you, but you're not beneath me. There's a difference. Nice. Right. I like it. Right. Equal human beings. That's exactly right. So how are you living the biz for good life in a business and business and personally? Like, do you have a personal story you'd like to share? Uh, honestly, I have I have so many. One thing that I want to hit on is making sure that you have proper work-life balance. Um, years ago, when I was in cosmetology school full-time, I was in college, I was working full-time, and then I was 
doing everything I possibly could to try to succeed rapidly. And I found myself in the hospital on a heart monitor, having to wear a heart monitor for like three or four days. And my doctor said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm working hard now. So I won't have to work hard later. He said, well, if you die now, you won't be able to do anything later. <laughs> and when he talked, and I was like, oh, for wow. And I had to learn how to pace myself, that mm. everything is not for today. And so many times we're just in that hurry up, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, that rabbit and that hair old story really is true. You know, you be the rabbit and you, you know, you think you just do everything and it's the, it's the slow and steady wins the race. So I would tell anyone to balance it, you know, definitely be ambitious, but know how to pause and take a break. Don't allow what you're building to kill you and take you out before you can even enjoy it. That's perfect. Yeah, you got it. I mean, self-care and, and taking care of yourself should be number one all the time, right? But we, we oftentimes want to take on the world and rip off our mm-hmm. Superman cape and take on the world. And we actually had a guest that... Uh, talked about that too and he was taking care of the homeless and stuff so he he was just running himself down all the time take taking care of other people not himself so i appreciate that mm-hmm. uh what is your commitment to step up your biz for good game and biz for good being good in business and that kind of stuff <laughs> do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> uh, absolutely i'm being more visible uh, I'm, I have a great rapport. I, I have the skill to build great rapport with people, but I'm learning how to be more visible. I am the a behind the scenes kind of leader. Yeah. I like being behind the scenes, making things happen. So over the last 12 months, I've challenged myself even more to be more visible, to be the face, to be the voice. So a lot of times you'll read my information, but you don't know it's me behind that information you're reading. So definitely becoming more visible, um, and being okay with people seeing me and knowing who I am, not just my work. So that's one way I've challenged myself. And, and you, I tell people all the time, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I really learned how to do and embrace over the last seven, uh, over the last 12 months. And I agree. I wanted to ask you too, because I noticed again in your bio, it says you earned your millionth dollar at age 27. What are some things you do every day like, what's the most important thing to help you balance, like, your multitasking of trying to really just be the boss and handle all of those responsibilities? I take time out to thank God every day and realizing that it's not on my own merit that I'm here. I can't take credit for it. I'm not smart enough, wise enough. I'm not ambitious enough. I'm not organized enough. I thank God for the grace that he extends my way. So I don't get arrogant. And soon as I get arrogant, I start messing up. So that always gives me back to God. I thank you that you gave me this opportunity. I'm thankful that you opened this door. It's not me because soon as Sarita gets in the way, it's like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Jeffersons or either um, yeah. the times when they had all the locks on the door. And I'm like, uh oh, get out of the way, Sarita, get out of the way. So I'm sure that I allow God to be God and never take full control of any decision that I have. Amen, sister. Amen. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, putting putting spirituality in front of the, you know, I believe in God too. So 
definitely put him as my accountability partner. So Christian's up in here right now. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to church today. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take up an offering and we could go to the house then if that's the case. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a third question here is what is a challenge you, you'd like to give some of our listeners to help step up their game to living a biz for good life? Honestly, audit yourself and business practices and your results every 90 days. Some people say they do it daily, and some people can't. So a 90-day recommend, because so many times we try to implement something new every five minutes. Oh, it worked for so-and-so. Let me try to do it. It worked for him. Oh, they have a podcast. They have them on their show. I'm going to do a podcast. And we never, ever really achieve anything because we're trying to do too much. So I would say uh, every 90 days, implement something, a small incremental change and, and evaluate it every 90 days and see if it worked, keep the things that work and get rid of everything else. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched uh, a little video on that and that you have, and I really liked that, that feedback because uh, a lot of people want, like you said, want to take it on. They, they don't even, they don't even have like they have too much already on their plate, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to take on more than they can. So I, I really like that. Absolutely, thank you. Oh yeah, and uh, so the title of the show today is embracing the coaching culture. I got it right this time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we just want to know what's what's going on in in Sarita's world right now. Um, you know, help out your business, uh, your coaching career, and what you're doing right now? Well, right now I am in the, on the side of professional coaching educator. I teach coaches how to coach. I teach leaders how to prevent burnout by incorporating coaching into their leadership style. And I help people understand that you can't force your goals on anyone. Coaching is one of those fields of you being the answer, but you have to make sure the person knows that they have a problem. So many times we want people to succeed, but they don't even have a desire to succeed. They just want to ride our coattails. And if they don't, I'm sorry, if, if we allow them, we'll get burned out. Mm-hmm. We'll be that person that's always telling a person, hey, you could do it, you could do it. And then none of our goals get accomplished because we're so focused on dragging people across the finish line when they're not even willing to stay in the race. So understanding how to, one of the things that I just wrote an article on and I'm excited about, it should be... Um, coming out soon is a greenhouse effect. Mm. You know, you could put a million plants in the greenhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody, all the plants are exposed to the same level of water. The hydration is the same. The food is the same. All of that is the same. But some of the plants die. It doesn't mean that the owner of the greenhouse is going to rip up the greenhouse and throw it all away. It simply means some of those plants thrive and some of them die. So that's what embracing the coaching culture is, understanding that you cannot save everyone. And that's one of the hardest things for a leader to understand is that you can do your very best, but that doesn't mean you're a failure when someone doesn't succeed the way you de- the, the way you desire to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Uh, that's true. Oh, is that me? No, that's you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we didn't tell you that we don't edit, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, I'm yeah. sorry, what'd you say? Oh, I was just saying we don't do any editing, so it's all good. 
Oh, wow. Really? You don't do any editing at all? I don't know how that even happened. <laughs> You're all right. Okay. Well, see, on our desk here, we have don't tap the table, and they tend to tap the table, so it's all good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you're not here, so it's all good. Uh, so how would how would someone like me, Ryan, or our listeners, how would we be able to have the opportunity to work with you or to learn, like, more from you? Well, you can co- go to getcoachedup.com. That's my ICF accredited coaching certification program. You come through the program, and after eight weeks, you'll become a board-certified coach. Can you hear me? You can hear me good, right? Uh, you're a little muffled. It's a little muffled. It's muffled? Okay. I don't know what's going on. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Now we can. Uh-huh. You're good. Okay, great. But, yes, you can go to getcoachedup.com. And you can uh, sign up for my eight-week coaching certification program, mm-hmm. or you can go to saritapittman.com and connect with me there. But definitely, if you really want to email me and you really just want to set up a one-on-one or just a quick conversation, you can email hello at getcoachedup, that's G-E-T-C-O-A-C-H-E-D-up.com and connect with me. So the website says saritapittman.com and getcoachedup.com. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, you you could probably move the your phone a little bit further away for a better result. But. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's all good. So I was trying to see if you like my hair. You like it? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And, yeah, please, please um, send us and send Ryan that uh, that email again because I, I, it was kind of cutting out just a little bit, so I – I didn't get the last part of it, but if you can send it to him that way, yeah, we, we'll yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we already got it. So okay, okay, we'll we'll splatter it everywhere on our website and Facebook and Twitter. Yes, for you. So going back to the leadership part that you were going into there um, with the coaching, there seems to be a lot of coaches out there today. Uh, you could throw a rock and almost find one, <laughs> um, which is a great thing because there's a lot of opportunity for people to grow. But um, I think there's some opportunity also for the, the coaches and trainers to really uh, take advantage of what you have to offer so they can be a better coach. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, one thing people need to know how to do is to properly coach. Uh, we oftentimes don't know how to do that because we aren't authentic with ourselves. Uh, a lot of times we want to coach people past where we've been ourselves. So one thing that a coach must do to be successful is be authentic. Accept your level of success and coach, a pe- coach people from that aspect. Because if you build a brand that's inauthentic and people start buying into your message, then they find out it's a lie. You're going to mess up your tribe. You're going to lose customers. I see you smiling. Is that a good smile? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a very good smile. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell people, be who you are authentically. Yeah. And, and that's the best thing a coach can do is just be who they are, own who they are, and don't pretend you're something that you're not. Because in this, in this day and time of social media marketing, we can become whoever we want to be online. We can wake up tomorrow and have a totally different persona. Mm-hmm. But in the coaching industry, the most successful coaches are the ones that's, that are real and the ones that really help people win. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Serena, for being on the show. And uh, 
I look forward to sharing this episode out to, to coaches and those of our listeners so they can gain your wealth of wisdom. And uh, I like the fact that you're also, you know, you're in your bio here, you're a philanthropist and a giver. And uh, that's definitely a bit for good philosophy. So we're so thankful that you're you're doing that and that you were on the show today. Is there anything else you want to say there, Dontro? I just want to say, Sweetie, thank you so much. You are really an inspiration. Being from the South and having grown up like with a single mother and grandmother, it is inspiring to me to see a strong black woman out there really just, you know, doing doing your part really to make our society and and just be a mentor to all of us that really sometimes feel like we just can't ever make it, you know? And and so for me, I just personally love seeing that. Thank you. Oh, thank you both so much. Just gentlemen like you that give us an opportunity to share our stories and let people know about what we're doing. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate the opportunity that you guys have afforded me. I look forward to hearing from you guys again, and let's get this done again. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have you on again, and so you can talk with Crazy Bobby. <laughs> you got to have a Bobby. Everybody's got to have a, bo- a, a, a Bobby experience. Yes, that is true. <laughs> All right. So we always leave the show with the hashtag be good, do good three times. We get crazy on the third time. We'll go ahead and leave the show today with that. And again, thank you for being on the show. And all our listeners, please check out the show notes for any and all the information for Sarita that you can get in touch with her. All right. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag. Be good, do good. All right, and that's a wrap. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. 